Hey, business building warrior, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim, and on today's episode, I'm going to talk through what I believe are the four major models of selling physical products on Amazon, the advantages and disadvantages of each of them, the strengths and weaknesses of each of them, and some different key aspects of each of them. Now, I did this a few years ago, and things have changed dramatically, so I thought it was time to revisit and update as thoroughly as possible what was at the time a very popular topic, and I think it will be as well again this time. You don't have to agree with me on my take on all of this, but keep in mind, I'm speaking from a platform of about 17 years of experience in teaching people how to sell physical products online. We've coached thousands of students, well over 7,000 at the last count. And from my perspective, we're creating more success stories than anyone in the industry. There's some other flashy, exciting stories out there for sure. There's some other people doing great and I appreciate their work, but a lot of them are starting people out with the private label model. And if you dig in at all, to the details. If you go inside behind the curtain and look at how many people are failing miserably and losing a whole bunch of money, man, I'd hold us up against anything else that's out there right now. The biggest names you want to list, the biggest events, the most recognized programs and courses, the proven Amazon course, from my vantage point in the industry, unless there's things going on I'm not aware of, stands head and shoulders above the rest in one regard, and that is we create success stories more consistently than anyone else. As evidenced by all kinds of things, but one of them, not the least of which is people come into our community all the time after having lost, stubbed their toe, bonked their head, filled their garage with inventory they can't sell, and then they come find us and they start down a successful path. Well, why not just start with us to begin with? That's not the topic of today's show, though. I was just making sure you knew the platform that I'm coming from as I share my observations and opinions on the four major models of selling on Amazon that are available to us right now. As we head into 2022, what is working? Where should you be looking? In regards to, I'm going to talk about five different points here. How competition-proof is each of these models? How stable are they? What kind of profits can you expect? The profit margins. Are you building a real business or not is the fourth. And then the fifth is how quickly can you start to see a profit? Those are the five filters, if you will, that I'm going to run the four business opportunities through. Now, this could be difficult to convey over an audio only. And ideally, if we were all in the same room together, I might have some nice slides to show you to illustrate. So put your thinking cap on. It's not going to be too complicated. And it's certainly not going to be tons of data points and percentages and numbers. These are general observations that I have. And if you find yourself disagreeing with me, you better go find some strong evidence to the contrary and please bring it to me. And I would love to see it. But I'm operating from a standpoint, again, of having coached thousands of people, having been in the industry as long as anyone else that's out there teaching people how to do these things. And I've got some fairly solid advice and conclusions for you as well that I think you're going to have a hard time arguing against with any kind of facts or data. All right. So the four models we're going to talk about, and we'll kind of go from bottom to top, if you will, the 
basic retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, or just flipping items, you hitting the clearance aisles type of, you know, that all goes in the same category for me. If you're whipping out your barcode scanner and you're looking for stuff, be it books or clearance items or sale items, or you're flipping stuff from eBay to Amazon and you you can build a six-figure, healthy six-figure business with that strategy. It's a good strategy. That's one. That's the starting ground. Anybody can do that stuff. And as we've heard, you know, I'll mention right off the bat with each of these, the big downfall of that one is it's a constant scramble, a constant hunt. You never know what your weekend's going to look like. Am I going to go find $3,000 this weekend or I'm going to come home with a big goose egg? I don't know. I could have a zero. I could have a home run. Just don't know any given day when you go sourcing. So that model, easy to get into. You can stub your toe any given time, but you're not taking any big risks either. You can come home kind of deflated, but you haven't lost a ton of money. So that's the first one. The second one is the replan model. And I'll talk more about each of these. I'm just kind of introducing them with some big pluses and minuses, and then we'll dig in a little bit on each of them. But the next one, if you're going up the ladder, would be the replan model. Now, that's the model where the vast majority of the success stories that you'll hear on this program are coming from. And the reason that is, is because that's where we start 95% of our students. Unless you have extensive experience successfully selling on Amazon, making a lot of money, and you've already figured it out, you should not be starting anywhere else besides one of the two models that I've just mentioned. Ideally, you start with the replens model because it is far more stable and predictable. It has a nice growth curve. It's a very low stress. You never come home empty-handed. Some people confuse the RAOA basic you know, going in, scanning barcodes, they think that's replens. That's not replens. The replens model, as you've heard us say many, many times on this show before, is finding items that are priced retail near you. They, they don't need to be on sale. They don't need to be in the clearance aisle. They're full priced items that you can flip for two or three times what you paid for easily over and over. You can easily source the product. You can easily flip the product. They're all around you. Retail, online, they're everywhere. So you can quickly turn that list of products over to a shopper and they're just out. And as I'm sitting here recording this episode, we have a handful of shoppers. They're out hitting store shelves, shopping online. We have another team of preppers prepping the product, sending it in. It just runs like clockwork. No one's out there scrambling, looking for clearance aisle stuff, which there's great money to be made there. Some people stay right there. That's fine. But again, going up the ladder. Now, what's the weakness of the replen model? If it has one, it can be a little harder to sell it as a business. Have you actually built something that's turnkey that you can say, hey, here's my business? I would argue, yeah, you definitely can. It's not as easy, however, if you, for, for example, build the next greatest mousetrap with a private label. Like the whole world wants this mousetrap that you've built. You designed it, you developed it, you shipped 100,000 units from China, and now you're the number three mousetrap seller on Amazon, and you're going to sell your business. That's an easy business to sell. You can explain it quickly. Everyone understands it. With a replen business, it's not as easy to flip it and sell it, but I would argue that it's heading you in the direction of having an amazing business that you can flip or sell. And we've seen people flip and sell those. It's a slightly more educated buyer perhaps, but that's a very sellable business because again, it's a list of products that need to be bought. It can be explained fairly quickly, but it's not a brand that can easily be marketed. And that's what some investors are looking for. They wanna own a brand. Replens is not owning a brand. It's owning a list of 800 ASINs or 1,000 ASINs or 2,000 ASINs that you can go buy for $5 and sell for 20 as much as you want. It's just a matter of finding the manpower to go buy them and prep them. 
That's the beauty of that, the replens model when compared to private label. Well, before we get to private label and hit it a little more, let's talk about wholesale. That's kind of the in-between. That's when you start noticing these niche markets as a replen seller that you want to dive a little deeper into. And we have some big hitter wholesale winners in our community right now who are doing incredible things. We've created content. We've got great content coming, proven Amazon course students. You are so far ahead of the curve on so many of these things. The wholesale training that we have in the proven Amazon course right now is phenomenal. We've got some new training coming in the near future on the horizon. You're going to hear more about it, that people are paying thousands of dollars to go see how it works. They're going to out to Arizona and seeing Rich and Shelley Potter's operation and digging in how they're doing it, the tools they're using, how they're finding wholesale sources, and they're loving it. We're going to break that down for a whole lot less of an investment so a lot more people can start using those strategies. That's coming soon. But wholesale is that kind of in-between model where you're, I started to say you're not scrambling as much to find inventory, but you know the way the world's working right now in the post-COVID era, even wholesale, you say, hey, I need to order, you know, six cases of product X. It's like, hey, we, you know, we can get you two cases next month. Right now we're kind of short. You know, there's a lot of shortages on inventory. So even if someone says, hey, I want to start off with wholesale, I push them back to replans because again, the beauty of replans is we're talking about grabbing stuff off store shelves around you, hiring a shopper. I hired two shoppers in the past three days. We trained them in about half an hour. Say, hey, here's our list of stuff you need to go buy. It tells you how many quantities right on the spreadsheet. It tells you what store to go to. Just walk in and buy it. We'll reimburse you and pay you for your time. You're trained. That's it. That's the model. They bring it back to us. We prep it, send it into Amazon. It's a simple model. It's not rocket science. And I would argue it's easier to get the inventory in hand because it's it's on the shelf. And if it's not on the shelf, we grab one of the other replans. Well, wholesale, you start to dial in a little tighter on here's the products that we're excited about. And we got to order them. And we hopefully they're going to have the supply we need because you know we're starting to rely on fewer products that we're selling a lot more of each unit or selling a lot more units of each ASIN that we sell against, I should say. So wholesale is kind of another little step deeper into the risk pool, if you will, and a lot more money to be made. You can build an incredible business that way, but it's not where you should start. Again, I'm going to push you back to, if you have like no money, just the basic RAOA, learn to scan stuff and find winners. After that, you know, it could be just a few days later. If you, once you're confident, you jump into the replans learn the replan strategy, and then you get into wholesale. I would say after you're cranking with wholesale and you understand it and you've got some success there, then and only then, for most people, this is a year later, do you start looking at private label, which is the fourth model I want to talk to you about today. Private label, of course, if you're not familiar, all you got to do is go to YouTube and say, how do I sell on Amazon? 99% of the content that's going to be slamming you in the face for the next six months is going to be private label training what software you should buy, what courses you should buy, what coaching you should buy, how to build your own brand. And they have some incredible success stories. Trust me, I understand. You know, the, one of the top 10 best selling grocery items on Amazon is a student from our community. It's a top selling product. One of the top 10 grocery items on Amazon. It's a private label product. So I love that model. He's built a business that's worth tens of millions of dollars. And we've seen success stories like that all the way down to people selling, you know, several thousand dollars a month of their own product. But I was just talking to a finance guy today, a guy who finances businesses across the board, any kind of businesses. He evaluates them, 
as an accountant or a finance guy would, looks at the numbers, looks into where the opportunity is, where the potential is. And we had a very candid discussion where he said, people who are getting into the Amazon model are smart unless they're stupid. And what he means by that is Amazon is a huge opportunity, but you're crazy to jump in with both feet into the private label model as your first go, because that's how you lose 20 or $30,000 gambling, risking, filling your garage with product. They see it all the time. That's why we start people with the basic models and we slowly grow you up. And when I say slow, for some people that means weeks, for other people it may mean months or years, but you start with the basics. You learn how to put money in the bank. You minimize your risks. That's the model. So again, to fly through my list of four, we're talking about basic RAOA, retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, flipping products that you find on the clearance aisles at whatever store. The next one up is replens, which is in a completely different category from RAOA and finding clearance items. Completely different process, completely different stability. And I'll tell you that the people who do finance, who are are putting money into sellers, they love this model because man, is it stable and steady. It doesn't rely on that fourth quarter spike, for example, to sustain. The numbers are great. You can see exactly what you're up against, exactly what's happening. There's a lot of stability because there's so much diversity in the model. It's fantastic. And that's what we love to start you there. The next one is wholesale. It's just a little step up in professionalism. You're going to need a website, for example. You go to wholesaler and you say, hey, where's your website? We want to see it. Okay, well, I don't really have one. You know, that, there's, a little, there's a few pieces that go into doing that one right. Uh, and then fourth, most complicated. And this is where the big hitter home runs are. You know, I'm not going to say that I'm anti-private label. I love private label. It's just the reason I rant about it so much is far too many people are jumping in, spending thousands of dollars on courses and product they have no business getting themselves into. They don't understand the arena. They don't understand the game well enough yet to do that. Yet there's several, and man, if they're not unscrupulous, they're borderline unethical in the way that these opportunities are presented that, hey, anybody with $10,000, come on in, we could teach you how to do this thing. And the vast majority of those people, I'm talking 90% or more, six, eight months later are regretting the decision they made. It just goes bad. And we don't let that happen in our community because we don't start you there. All right. So let's look at each model. Remember those five points that I gave you? We're going to analyze these. And I'm not going to hit every point with all of these, but I'm going to do enough where you can have a good idea of where you should be, where you're at, what you should be looking at next. That's my goal here. So what's the competition look like for each of these models? How stable are each of these models? What profits can I expect from each of these models? Am I building a real business with each of these models? And how quickly can I make a profit with each of these models? And I've kind of hinted at a lot of these, but let's just go through. Let's talk first about the bottom of our ladder, the bottom rung, the retail arbitrage, the online arbitrage, and the looking for clearance items and flipping fast deals model. Before I start there, let me just do this. There's a few things I'm not going to talk about today. And one of those is drop shipping, for example, not a legitimate model that even belongs in this conversation. But Jim, but Jim, I know a guy who's making great money on drop shipping. Yeah. And I also know that same guy six months from now is going to have a suspended account because Amazon does not like drop shipping. If you don't have complete control over your inventory, you should not be selling it on Amazon. That means you've got to have it in your possession. Or if you, the people who do end up doing okay with dropshipping are selling a handful of items that they have total control of from the vendor forward. 
The model that most people are teaching with dropshipping, though, and the reason it's not on my list today and it does not belong on my list in the way that we we just destroy anybody with any dropshipping arguments when they bring them to us, unless you are so well-established and well into this game and been having success for years, stay away from dropshipping because you only get to make a few mistakes. You're booted, you're blasted, you're gone, and you're not getting back on Amazon. They do not want you putting up a whole bunch of listings from products that you can flip real quick and go order on walmart.com and send it to the customer or whatever other strategy or scheme you've heard is working great for some guru. We'd actually did a podcast episode on this not too long ago. This guy had thousands and thousands of dropship listings at very low margins, which is the only way to make any money with dropshipping. And it was going miserably for him. He was just churning with a huge team for tiny profit margins, getting suspended IP complaints all the time. He said it was a disaster. He was far happier selling far few items that he actually had in his possession. Not that he was the one boxing and taping them. You don't have to be the one that does that, but dropshipping's not on here. Some of the other more creative models that are on here, like creating printable items, creating low content books, getting into KT, KDP, make publishing, self-publishing. There's you know some affiliate marketing opportunities perhaps. Those models I'm not going into because I put those in a separate category. I'm not as excited about any of them, by the way, as I am what I'm talking about. That's one. And the other is those don't involve selling physical product that you take control of and then sell at a profit. Okay. So that's the models I'm talking about today. The four models we're talking about running them through our five filters. So back to where I left off, RA, OA, which is replan arbitrage, online arbitrage, and finding clearance items. Competition, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. But if you look good at finding this stuff, you can make a lot of money as a great side part-time gig. And there's plenty of people there. It's almost the eBay mentality. I know people putting a hundred to $200,000 working with a small team. Maybe it's one person and a spouse, a couple people really hitting it. They're out hitting it, finding deals, listing deals constantly. You can put some money in the bank. Now you're going to constantly be looking over your shoulder. With that model, you're just not going to find a winner. It's like, yeah, we sell three or four of those a day and have been for a while now. And it's kind of like, you know, time to reorder. We reorder. It, it never gets that simple. It's a grind. You're constantly on the hunt. But for people who love shopping, don't mind getting out, hunting, looking, scanning, there's some money to be made there. And you'll see people filling U-Hauls full of great finds and flipping them. That's awesome. But it's just, it's not a model that you can say, okay, wow, we're going to take a few weeks off and just watch the money keep on rolling in and pick up where we left off when we come back and the money just keeps rolling, that you don't get that kind of stability long-term, which is the next thing we're going to look at. It's not stable long-term. It's just not. You don't know what tomorrow brings. It's kind of the Wild West model for sure. Profits could arguably be some of the strongest you're going to find, profit margin. I mean, you'll find those clearance items for five bucks that are selling for 80. You're not going to find it every day, but you will sometimes. So your profit margins will be very attractive when compared to the other models. Are you building a real business? Now, this is where we score the lowest with this model, this OARA, looking for clearance items. That's not a model where if you get sick and doctor says, hey, you're taking a year off right now, buddy. You're like, hmm, I'm going to sell my business. No, nah, not so much. You can't really sell that one. It's more about teaching somebody how to keep your business running than it is selling it. And the odds of making fast profits, actually, we score pretty high on this one because I'm pretty convinced that, you know, especially if money is tight, and you've only got a few bucks and you want to flip that into something significant, 
learning to find stuff that's selling for a lot more money online than it is at some other source, even going to eBay to Amazon, for example, or Amazon to eBay or Craigslist to eBay, those types of things. You can make some money pretty quick. So from a true ground floor, I've never sold anything online and I want to prove that I can make a hundred bucks kind of vantage point. Yeah. The OA, RA, finding clearance aisle stuff, that model works. So I'm not going to knock it. It's good. It's solid. And a lot of our incredible success stories, some of the seven figure, eight figure, even business builders in our community, they started there and they learned the ropes there. So I've got nothing negative to say about it, but you go up another rung. We're going to talk about the replens model now. So we're moving on from OARA. We're moving up the ladder. We're talking about replens now. And I'm going to spend just a moment defining again, what replens is for someone who's new. I've already talked about it a little bit, but again, as a reminder, it's finding readily available products, either online or on store shelves near you, that you can sell over and over and over again at a reasonable profit margin. They kind of settle into a predictable pattern of how many you're going to sell every day, every week, every month, and you're sourcing them easily. You're not selling to the same customers. It could be a one-time use item. I'm not saying it's a subscription model like vitamins. Some people think that when we say replens. I'm saying you as the seller are easily replenishing your inventory off local sources, easily accessed sources. You're not looking for discounts. You don't have to wait for sales. You don't have to scan barcodes. You're finding stuff on Amazon. And you can just sit down on Amazon right now and do this experiment. Type in some brand names that you're familiar with on amazon.com, not even logged in as a seller, as a buyer, nothing, just scroll. And you're going to see examples popping out and hitting you in the face. It's like, holy cow, people are paying $22.95 for three jars of that peanut butter. They have it at my store. Like who would pay that much? That, that can't cost more than six or $7. Those examples are everywhere. They're literally everywhere. People are paying for convenience now more than ever. So if you can systemize finding those, sourcing those, sending them in, you can build an incredible business. That's the replans model. Okay. And we've taught a lot of people how to do it. If you scroll back in time and you listen to 15, 20, 30 podcast episodes going backwards in time, you're going to hear story after story after story of people succeeding with this model. Competition proof. Yeah, I would say it scores pretty strong in that area. Competition proof because if a competitor comes along, you just go find more replans. Once you're good at it, they really are everywhere. I'm talking about 40% ROI replans, maybe even 50 or 60% ROI. Some people won't settle for anything less than 100% ROI, which means once they've spent $10 on the inventory, they're not happy until they got $20 back and everything's said and done. That's 100% ROI. That's not a bad model. You're selling your stuff and you're getting 20 bucks back from Amazon for selling a $10 item. That stuff is out there all over the place once you learn how to look for it. And one of the big lessons there, I'm not going to dive off into lesson world very long here, but if you're still not convinced on that model, one of the big lessons to keep in mind is when you're selling replens and let's say you pull up, uh, let's use the jar of peanut butter again. And you look and like, well, Amazon's selling that jar of peanut butter for $2. That's the same thing it costs at the store. How can anybody ever make money on it? That peanut butter obviously is not a good replen. Wrong wrong, wrong, wrong. Because if you type in the brand name of that peanut butter and scroll through page one, two, three, four, five, maybe page eight, 10, 12, you're going to see that peanut butter popping up in strange places on strange ASINs. Maybe it's paired up with a honey and a jelly. 
and like, wow, okay, I recognize that brand of honey. I recognize that brand of jelly. And there's my jar of peanut butter that we've been talking about all along. And the three of them are selling for $24.95. Okay, now I get it. So don't think that jar of peanut butter is useless because you find one listing on Amazon where it is useless. Don't sell it there. Go to where it's worth something. Go to where shoppers, and that's what we teach you in the replens model is how to tell. Because anybody can set up a listing on Amazon for anything, and it, that doesn't mean it's selling well. We want to know that it's selling well at a predictable, profitable pace, and that you can make some money from it. We teach you how to systemize that. That's the replen model. So is it stable long-term? I believe so. Getting to the second of our five points as we analyze replens, stability Absolutely. It's one of the most stable, if not the most stable. I referenced a finance guy. I talked about him earlier who was talking about the different business models. He said one of the things we're running into with our private label and wholesale sellers, because they finance all Amazon sellers. So one of the things we're running into is they just can't get their hands on inventory. Huge spikes, great months, and then they can't get any inventory and they're waiting and there's no, no work to do at the warehouse. And the numbers plummet. And then all of a sudden, boom, here comes the next big shipment. Finally, we've been waiting on it forever. Boom, the numbers spike up. Businesses that operate with huge spikes and drops are scary. It's kind of like, do you want to be, you know, you don't want your business to be a scary roller coaster. You want it to be a nice, smooth flight on a private jet. You don't want to be the, whoa, here we go up. Whoa, crashing down again. People in finance understand that. They look for the models that are the nice, smooth, slowly ascending, very comfortable, you can sleep in your seat type of businesses. That's what replens is. Boring, but predictable and steady. So even when compared to some of these other more powerful models, man, I really like the replens model, as do third-party finance guys who are looking at the different models sending people who are ready to spend twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars on their business, sending them to us for our basic replens training so they can learn the ropes, take small risks, learn how the world works, build something stable before they start rolling the dice a little bit. Right? So stable long term, yeah, I score replens very high. How about profit margins in the replens? Boring, but steady. Hey, sorry for the interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a second, but I wanted to throw in a quick reminder about our fantastic sponsor, Payoneer. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R. Payoneer.com slash funding. Up to $750,000 without a credit check if you're an Amazon or Walmart seller. Great terms. Go check out what they have to offer our community. If you're trying to grow your business and the thing holding you back is capital, they're a great place to look to solve that problem fast. Very flexible repayment terms as well, which is super cool. Payoneer.com. Check them out, guys. Back to the show. So stable long-term? Yeah, I score replens very high. How about profit margins in the replens? Boring, but steady. Boring and predictable, but very steady. Again, no roller coaster ride here. You're not going to triple your money with replens. It's not going to happen. You could with private label, which is why it's such a big shiny object that so many people chase. But remember, 90% of those people are going to crash and burn and fail based on my observations, having done this a long time. Not so with replens. You're not going to crash and burn and fail. It's going to be some boring, slow and steady. It's going to blow away any investment you can find out there from a, from a banking or you know investment that you put your money into some you know CD or whatever. I mean, we're talking about the ROI that we tell people to look for is 40% minimum when you're selling products up to hundred or 200%. It's not uncommon. And then the net net margin, 20% is kind of 
the low end that you'll see is a popular, and then we get people going well over 30 frequently with significant businesses. That's no joke. That's a solid return for your time, effort, and energy. So are you building a real business is the next question with replens. Like, oh, you can't really sell that, can you? Well, yeah, you can. Replens businesses can be sold because remember, it's a list of products that are bought over and over again. That's pretty turnkey. You don't hear a lot about it, but it does happen. Some people turn their businesses over to their team. You got your shoppers, your sourcers, your preppers. Like, hey, you guys can own it now. I talked to somebody who did that. They were selling it to their team. That's a pretty interesting model. There's not as many sellers, but it can be sold. You are building an asset. It is something that someone else can take over. It's not based on your ability to get up on a Saturday morning and go scan items at a yard sale, for example. That business is going to be tricky to sell. Replens is a list of products that you buy over and over again. Once you learn how to find more, that list is always growing. Our list right now of replens is growing 10 to 20 a day, new replens. So if we lose one or two a day, that's perfectly fine. It, the challenge is getting enough shoppers out, shopping and prepping and sending this stuff in. That's the challenge. So what are your odds of fast profit? Again, fast profit, not overall profitability, but your odds of making a profit quickly. I would say the fastest is the lowest rung on the ladder. The OA, RA, finding quick flips in your clearance aisle. Next, right behind it, coming close on its tail, is the replens model. There's plenty of people, you can hear them on this podcast, who've gone out and built a business very quickly, far more rapidly than you can ever dream of doing with private label, for example, far more rapidly. And same with wholesale, because you got to wait for this stuff to come in, you got to test it, you got to, you know, with replens, you're sending stuff in, and you can even, if you're willing to ship it yourself, do fulfillment by merchant, FBM, Merchant Fulfill, some people call it MF, or uh, Fulfillment by Merchant, FBM, as opposed to sending it into Amazon first and sitting it on their shelf. You're sitting it on your shelf in your garage. When it sells, you send it in. There's plenty of cases where people are putting stuff up for sale, Merchant Fulfill, while they're in a store waiting in line to check out. They're on their phone listing it, and it sells before they check out of the store. So they take it home and ship it. Like if you're, You can make profit very quickly, in other words. You can be profitable very quickly once you know what to look for with the replens model. Now, as we start to head into the tail end of this episode, it may have been harder to listen to than a typical episode. And maybe if you took some notes and jotted some things down, it made a bit more sense because I have been fairly methodical in how I've gone through this. I've had a couple little sidetracks here and there, but I've been fairly methodical. If you listen to it again a second time, you'll, you'll catch that. I'm kind of going through the same order, repeating four different strategies, five different filters, we're to wholesale now, but I'm going to kind of lump wholesale together with private label a little bit here as we start to wrap this episode up, because from a sourcing and profitability, profit margin, are you building a real business vantage point? They really start to overlap a lot. So I'm going to kind of talk about both as we go through the five filters here, okay? Competition proof. Now, obviously, Building a good private label product is the first thing that pops to mind when you say, oh, no one can compete with you now. I've got a trademark branded name that product that no one can ever compete with. Well, yes and no. Someone can make it make it better with their brand on it, right? I mean, think of, think of coffees, for example. I've got my own private label coffee and it's selling well. Well, what if a whole bunch of other coffees come out? What if you start to drop, it, drop in rank? How are you maintaining your rank? That's the whole game of private label is maintaining the rank, the marketing, the branding. And just because you're on fire today, you're still going to get up nervous tomorrow. Our cell's still rocking. You, know, you haven't built necessarily something. If it, you know, if, it, if it's sitting on Amazon, the algorithms could change. You could drop. Same with wholesale. 
you get this product, it's hot. Well, the wholesaler decides they want to start selling it to someone else too. You know, you don't have this, and this is where you can, you can go into try to get those exclusive agreements. And just a little side note now, kind of the best of both worlds. And this is something that our coaching director, Nathan Bailey does really, really well is build relationships with people who own brands and say, Hey, I'm going to get you set up on Amazon. So don't sell to any resellers, sell it yourself on your own Amazon account. I'll manage it for a portion of the proceeds. That's our proven product partnering model. It's one of the modules that's in the proven Amazon course, by the way, proven amazoncourse.com has numerous modules, dozens of them on every imaginable strategy that you can use to sell on Amazon, including all the ones we're talking about today, plus many, many more. And one of those modules is the proven product partnering, which teaches you how to find brands that have great potential on Amazon and get it paid a percent to help them get set up. That's kind of, you can kind of see where that fits in with private label, right? It's, it's all the fun without the risk. Someone else has already gone through the blood, sweat and tears and trademarks and branding, and they've got a warehouse full of this stuff. You don't have to take on any of that risk. You don't have to spend any money or time or energy on all of that. You just help them sell more of it on Amazon. And I don't know why the people who teach private label, you know, ask yourself this, the people who are out there excitedly teaching all these thousands of students how to launch private label brands, why aren't they talking more about the model that I just mentioned, the proven product partnering? If they're so good at teaching people how to market and grow and brand, why not start off helping somebody else with their own brand? If you're so good at it, you know what? And before you write a 20 or $30,000 check and fill your garage with inventory, how about we prove that you actually know what you're talking about? Help another brand in that similar space grow. If you're marketing stuff, let's skip to the end of the end of the course and talk about the marketing stuff in this $5,000 course you got for me. And I'm going to go apply that marketing to someone else's brand at no risk to me or them and just prove how good this stuff works. Why don't they start there? Well, the reason is because they all know that only a small percentage of people are actually going to succeed at the level of their most exciting success stories. And they want to sell a lot of courses and you can't sell courses by saying, Hey, just pay us a few bucks. We'll teach you the marketing stuff and you can go prove that it works without risking anything. They just don't do it that way. I don't know why they don't. That's what we do here. You get our full course for 29 bucks. You like it, pay another 29 bucks next month. Kind of like Netflix. You can drop the whole thing anytime you want. Or if you think we're providing value to your life and helping you grow your business, keep paying it. We give you everything, everything. Provenamazoncourse.com. You get full access the most experienced team in the industry by far with more success stories than anyone in the industry by far the most robust content it sounds like a commercial but man i'm just trying to save people from spending tens of thousands of dollars they don't need to spend because from what i'm seeing and hearing they're doing it in the wrong order and the guys in the world of finance who are paying and putting money into this business they're saying the same thing you're crazy to start with private label if you don't have experience selling physical products online so why did we jump off on that tangent? We're talking about wholesale and private label in the competition arena, right? There's a lot of competition. Just because you build a private label or just because you find a wholesale source doesn't mean there's not going to be competition. Other people can sell similar items. They can outmarket your product. You can find yourself ranked lower. So again, you know, from a stability standpoint and competition proof standpoint, private label and wholesale don't outdo replans by very long shot in my book. I think you need to have replans in the mix, even if you're playing in those arenas. And there's great ways to do that. We can help you with that for sure. So let's talk about profit margins. Now, here's where you start to pull ahead a little bit if we're talking private label and even wholesale, especially if it's an exclusive arrangement. And you can make some great money 
in these models. And it's a model where there's a lot more buyers who are interested if you do end up selling. So the profit margins will be a little stronger, not ridiculously stronger. I mean, you still got a lot of blood, sweat and tears and risk. And I don't know if you've looked at how much it costs to ship a container from China lately, but holy cow, it's, you know, I'd rather have Walmart absorbing some of those expenses (laughs) instead of me doing it or Target or Costco or, you know, some of the other thousands of places where you can source replans. Let the big boys absorb the shipping costs uh, because man, it's getting pricey and you're taking on a lot of risks to, to get these private label items and you better hope they sell because if the, you have low inventory velocity on these products, man, you're in a pretty big hole. So the private label wholesale, oftentimes you're digging a pretty big hole and then you're hoping things fill in nicely. Whereas with replans, tiny, tiny risks relative to the risks. So bigger profit margins potentially for private label. Yes. Can't argue with that. Uh, but I think I filled you in on some of the risks and other associated challenges that go with that model uh, the further you dig in. Now, building a real business is the next filter we want to run. Both the private label and wholesale kind of run through this filter the same way in my book, especially again, if we're talking about exclusive wholesale relationships, meaning you're the only seller and you're selling them through your account and no one else is really on the horizon because you've got a locked in relationship uh, that's just as good as having a private label product in my in my vantage point as far as being a sellable business that you can take to other investors. So that's a real business is the filter we're running it through right now. Yeah, you, you've built a real business. It's turnkey. You can take it to a handful of investors and they're going to nod their heads and agree and like, yeah, that, that's something I could put some money into. I could see me having someone take that over fairly straightforward. And there's a lot of buyers out there for stable wholesale and private label businesses. There just are. So it's worth aiming for if for no other reason than that at some point, if you have a reason to sell. You're going to make a lot more money long-term continuing to work it yourself though, however. I truly believe I'm very bullish on Amazon long-term. So what are your odds of fast profit? That's the last filter we're going to run these models through. Well, not very good. If you're saying, hey, I want to jump in both feet wholesale or worse yet, both feet private label. Where do I sign? Where do I start? Somebody coach me. It's a tricky, long, hard road. It's going to take months. You're going to hear no a lot before you hear yes. There's going to be surprise charges, surprise fees, surprise regulations, and legal. You're going to be dealing with lawyers for the first time in your life you didn't know existed, and government regulations that you didn't know existed. It's just, there's a lot to it, especially with private label. Wholesale, not so much. It's kind of a good blend of lower risk and higher odds of making something work fairly quickly. If you know how to look for winners, which again, the best way to learn how to find winners and look for winners is our replens model. Why not be putting money in the bank while you're being educated? You know, that's the illustration that kind of pops in my head. You know, let's say there was an Amazon university and you go to Amazon campus as a freshman, like, okay, what program do you want to study? We've got all these programs. Now we got a couple of them where you're actually putting a ton of money in the bank. Instead of paying us, we're paying you and you're making a bunch of money to learn the same things that you could instead write us a $50,000 check and learn. And hopefully someday you'll actually go out and apply them. You know, which program would you jump into? I jump into the one where I'm putting money in the bank as I learn, instead of writing a huge check and hoping I can put money in the bank someday later with the same set of skills. It just doesn't make sense to me why some people would ignore that option. But I don't think it's so much that people are ignoring it as it is new Amazon sellers are just getting body slammed with videos and offers and ads and gurus and yachts and piles of cash and fancy cars and bikinis and hot tubs 
all shoving them into the private label model. And we're over here, this lonely, quiet voice in the wilderness saying, hey, you can actually be putting money in the bank instead and learning all the same stuff over here if you want to. We just, we don't use any of the bikinis or hot tubs or cash or cars or yachts to sell our courses. So it's kind of boring from a marketing standpoint. But what we do have is stacks and stacks of success stories, like over a thousand posts in our Facebook group of people saying, hey, this works. Wow. I just had my first $10,000 a month. Wow. I just had my first $30,000 a month. Wow. Just had my first thousand dollar day. Thank you guys. This stuff works. That's what we have. So from my vantage point, that's better marketing. You can decide. You know, you step on to welcome to Amazon University. Which way do you want to go? You want to write us a big check and learn the same stuff you're going to learn over here, where you can write us a very tiny check and work with people who are doing it all day every day, actually putting money in the bank while they learn. That's what we do on this side. Choice is up to you. So that is my version of running the four major opportunities on Amazon through the five filters that you should analyze the opportunity. Hopefully you found it helpful. Helpful. I would love to hear your feedback. If you think I've got it off, if you think I'm wrong somewhere, I'd love to hear you challenge it. If I'm leaving anything out, let's talk about it. There's a place near this audio, wherever you're listening to it. If you go to silentgym.com, you'll see a link to our Facebook group. That's probably the best place. You can reference this episode number, or you can send me an email anytime. Jimcockram at gmail.com is my personal email address. Send me an email, reference this episode. Let me know what you thought. And if you make a brilliant observation, hey, I'll, I'll tell the world. We're here to learn. We're here to grow together. If any of this seems off base or uh, ungrounded in fact, I can provide you more facts, data, and evidence on any of the points that I made today. This is just me making observations, like I said at the beginning, based on 16, 17 years of teaching thousands of students how to succeed. And the only reason we're still doing it is because we're really good at what we do. I see a lot of people rise and fall in this industry. A lot of them are our competitors and I want them to succeed. It's a blue ocean of opportunity. I want them to teach things the right way. I want them to start people out with the basics instead of starting them out with 10, 20, $30,000 worth of risk. I'd love it. I would cheer them on as they do. I just don't see a whole lot of people doing it, unfortunately, because you can't make a lot of money fast teaching people how to go slow and steady. You just can't. Hey, that would tweet pretty well. I don't use Twitter as much as I used to, but I think I would. That's a good one. Did you hear that? You can't make a lot of money fast teaching people how to go slow and steady in business. You just can't. So I think the opportunity to make a whole bunch of money very quickly lures a lot of people into selling the big, pricey, shiny object type of opportunities. We don't do that here. We never have. We never will. We teach the stuff that works. Start small. Grow steady. Test small, fail often, and slowly grow because that's the way a great business is built. I believe that's the biblical model. You know, wealth that's hastily gained soon vanishes. That's straight out of the good book. So hopefully you enjoyed this. I don't know what to call it. It was a soapbox. Maybe it was an in-depth review of all the different models. Hopefully you found some value. Maybe you learned some new things. Again, I would love to hear from you. Love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening to my, my rant, my opinions. And again, I can back all this up with facts, data, and evidence. And you can jump into our Facebook group and have conversations about any of the points I made today with not just me, with 66,000 plus other people in our community that are living, breathing, doing this stuff all day, every day. You're going to find a whole lot of fans of the way I just presented this information though, because they've seen it work for them and their families for years.
All right. God bless you, Business Building Warrior. It was great hanging out with you a little bit today. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. And that was a lot. I'm a little tired. That was kind of methodical and a lot of data, a lot of information. This might be one that you want to maybe listen through again a second time, because I think I really kind of nailed it there on a lot of the points that I made in presenting this. Not to toot my own horn, I'm just talking the voice of experience, having seen it right in front of me for you know a couple decades almost. So hopefully you benefited from that. Hey, would you do me a favor? Send this episode to a friend who needs it. Someone in the Amazon space, maybe, maybe challenge the way they're thinking. Maybe they're about to make a really big mistake and, or at least a big investment and you want them to reconsider some of their options. This would be a good one for them to listen to. Maybe it's a Facebook group where they're shoving a five, $10,000 course down everyone's throat. Say, Hey, you know, you, you don't have to start going big. You know, you can look, go slow and steady and learn the same stuff for a very low dollar amount, you know, share it there. We'll see what the people who run that Facebook group think, but send them to silentgym.com, tell them to check out this episode, and maybe we'll save a few people some money and get them on a good path that actually helps them lead to a great business. And we'll have another great episode like this for you again very soon. Talk to you then. Hey, before we end this episode, real quick, I want to thank our sponsor, Payoneer. Payoneer.com slash funding. Go there. They've got a great offer. Tell them Jim sent you. They'll give you 10% off the fees on your first funding. Remember, if you need more money to grow your business, these are some great guys to talk to. They become a sponsor of our show. We're very grateful. And if you jump over and check out what they have to offer, I think you're going to like what you see. Very flexible payment terms, great interest rates. Go check out payoneer.com slash funding. Hey, we'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.